Generation Gap on 92.6 FM Radio Verulam. This is the Generation Gap, presented by me, Claudia, and him, Clive. Hello. In this programme, we are going to explore differences and similarities of being a teenager now and in past generations. I am a 21st century girl, and Clive is a baby boomer. That is a teenager in the late 60s and early 70s. What are the differences and similarities in the way that we live our lives? We are going to try and find out. This is the Generation Gap show on 92.6 FM, Radio Verulam. Good evening, St. Albans. Yes, good evening. We are chatting about redheads today, again, because Clive has somewhat of an apology to make. Yes, yeah, so last week um, we were talking about um, redheads in some way. Oh, it's to do with emojis, wasn't it? Yeah. And um, I played a song from Florence and the Machine saying that Florence was, of course, a redhead. And she's actually very well known for that. But it transpires that she's not really a redhead. It's dyed. And we got that from her, by the way. So. <laughs> yes. Okay. I didn't realise, you know, I, these things fool me, women changing their colour of hair. I just don't get it, you know. But I like, I like how the red hair is a statement. Talking about redheads, I think, again, so um, there's quite a lot of them. We found quite a few redheads who sing, and we think they're all genuine ones, um, as as you are, of course. That's the reason we keep getting back to this subject, isn't it? I, I have to kind of say, I don't think they're genuine redheads. However, um, I do like the idea of there being a quite a trendy thing going on now with the redheads, and not, like, casting them aside or saying things like they come from the devil or something. Mm, yes, there's all these old <laughs> Conspiracy stories. Conspiracy theories. I must admit, um, my daughter said to me yesterday when she heard about um, the new Doctor Who needed, and they're saying perhaps next Doctor Who will be a woman, and Sarah said to me, it should be a redhead. That's a bit strange. That's I don't bit, know why she said that. That's but. a bit of an odd <laughs> comment, though. Yes, but there you go. Well, it's obviously a trendy thing at the moment. Everyone needs to be redhead, as you say. So a redheaded Doctor Who, how about that? I think it should be me. You think it should be you? Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm sure there'll be auditions coming up, so you have your chance. No, no, thank you. It's okay. Um, I'll stay I'll stay behind behind the radio box. Mm. We have to keep going to Cardiff if you're Doctor Who as well. A what? Cardiff, that's where they film it. Oh. Oh, is it? Mm. Oh, okay. Um, that's in Wales, by the that's way. Not, that's not... Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of covered that. Okay. Um... So, our favourite redheads, do you have any favourite redheads? Well, in terms of singing, there is one, of course, who is my favourite singer anyway, um, who appears to be redhead. We've been looking at photos just to prove this, because we were a bit sceptical when we saw a list of redheaded singers, and it said Adele. I have to point out, I'm still sceptical. I don't think she's an actual redhead. It's hard to know, because we look at some old pictures of her, and um, they... She does have seem to have red hair. Of course, the thing is, we're used to seeing pictures of her in black and white because all our album covers are in black and white, so we hadn't really thought about it before. But she sings like a redhead, I'm sure. Mm. Whatever that means, I know. Oh, that just reminds me of Paloma Faith. Paloma Faith. Although she's probably not a real redhead. As mm. we, like, th this is the problem. You don't really know who's real, who's not real. No. 
but then again, like blondes, some of the most iconic blondes, blonde actresses or singers, they're probably died. Well, of course, it's quite easy to make your hair blonde, isn't it? You can use peroxide and just take the, all the colour out, whatever colour it is. Or bleach. Bleach. Well, it's, that's a sort of... I think that's an ingredient of bleach, yes, basically. Mm. Okay, so um, my favourite redhead ever mm-hmm. has to be Julia Roberts. I've been talking a lot about this redheaded thing, and um, one of the issues there is about, obviously, um, if you... Uh, sometime in the future you have children, would you want them to be redhead? And if you were able to ensure they were redheaded by some sort of genetic manipulation or something like that, would would you go for that? I don't know. In my opinion, I would rather my... If I could change my child's genetics, I would rather make them healthy than uh, manipulate their characteristics. Yes. In that case... In the case of making making babies healthy, then that's fine. But I think changing their eye colour, changing their hair colour, that's just too much. The thing is that we, we're at the stage now, I mean, people like you and perhaps younger than you are going to actually be in a situation where you might well have the options of making changes like that um, so that your children actually have particular characteristics you want or don't have the ones you don't want. Now, just saying that you'd like them to be healthy, obviously that's a perfectly valid thing to suggest, but obviously what does that mean? If, for example, you do a test and it says that any child of yours is going to potentially have you know kidney problems by the time they're 56 or something like that it can't be that specific then you'd say oh i don't want that i want them to be able to you know live longer and not have that problem so you can identify some of those things but it's it's actually quite tricky and obviously at the moment you can't really predict that in detail um you can have some sort of estimate maybe that because your own family history's got particular diseases maybe that's going to happen i think things like that things like diseases that come along after a while after they've had a bit of a life Mm. then that's fine i'm talking about more kind of close things that people are born with that are not very nice and things that you know children have to go through yes because i don't think that's fair i don't think that's i would like i say i would rather manipulate the genetics to be for the child to be healthy and if they get genetic if they get kidney problems when they're 50 then you know by that time i would expect they have their own life and their own way of dealing with it right but the trick in my question really is that you straight away have accepted the idea that um you would give if it was possible actually agree to having some sort of manipulations of the genes and so on i would yeah i suppose i would but i wouldn't i but but then again, I wouldn't um, do it for for characteristics, as in as in um, face type, face. Um, you know, they have the beards, uh, not beards, the chins. You know, the different chin types or the different nose nose types, or colour hair or eyes colour. But, but the trouble is, of course, it's it's probably that um, if you are in a position in the future where a doctor can just say to you, okay, well, you know, we can do this and we can do that, um, it's going to include that sort of image type things as well as anything else. Um, and so, you know, oh, well, would you like, what colour eyes would you like? Blue, green, red, you know, whatever. And then sort of, oh, would you like their eyebrows to be this long or that long? Or would you like their nose to be this shape or that shape? Um, and, you know, it... it there's no real sort of limit to what could be done once you can get to the point you can make those changes and that's the the issue really so i suppose i'm getting to the ethical 
issue, would you actually um, go along with saying, well, actually you accept that you could make some changes and do various things which will come with a particular outcome that you'd like? See, it's not something that's faced my generation at all because he can't do it. And as of today, it's not possible to do that with any certainty. You can make some adjustments and so on. But we're just starting to get to the point where they say, oh, we've discovered that people like this and people like that, if they have a children between them, um, there's a 90% chance they're going to have this horrible disease and we can do this and stop that happening. And I think most people think, well, yes, that seems sensible. But of course, you don't really know that in making that change, you're not making some other changes. That is very interesting. How about this? How about if all our viewers, all our listeners are listening, viewers... <laughs> You're not on me. television, dear. <laughs> all our listeners, if you would like to get involved, why don't you tweet us at rvgengap or on Facebook, The Generation Gap. Let us know what you think and I will think about it in between um, the community partners announcement. Okay. Okay, and we'll get back to you. I'll get back to you on that. 92.6 FM, Radio Verulam. We love St Alban. Redhead or not redhead, there's always time to pay some Adele. Yes, well, of course, it's interesting because all the pictures of her do show her with red hair, and um, Wik- uh. Wikipedia, which is obviously always correct, does put her down as being a redhead. So we don't really know if she is or not, but um, there you go. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That was Water Under the Bridge. And here on 92.6 FM, we were talking about genetics and modified genetics to create designer babies. Yeah, which is going to happen sooner or later, or the the ability to do it is going to happen. I just mentioned this. um, I've been interested in uh, genetics recently for various reasons, but one of my cousins was involved in the original Human Genome Project, which is when they first basically mapped the um, human DNA, which was only a few years ago. I can't remember exactly how many. Let's say let's say it's less than ten years ago, um, and that then was a huge sort of space program thing with you know multi-billion-pound dollar uh, projects. And she actually worked in the states on this, and um, that was really quite an amazing thing when they first produced the DNA um, pi- sort of picture of it all and worked out what all the little strands are and the rest of it. Um, but now, and I did this myself under. Uh, sort of advice from her um, you can actually get your own genome measured or I don't know quite what it is what the word is if it mapped and they send you um, a link to a website where all of your DNA is explained and it's all sort of color coded and numbered and whatever so I know I actually have a complete map of my DNA interesting well it is except i don't understand most of it but within that there's lots of things you can pick out and they give you some information about what it means funnily enough obviously on the database in particular one there's um, a number of my relatives including my sister and it immediately popped up saying that you know my sister and i share obviously a big chunk of our dna no surprise there and it also picks out some of my other cousins and people who are also involved because say my cousin's got got us all to do this um and it shows things like where your ancestors come from which again is no big surprise they're basically all Europeans I'm European going back forever but various bits of Europe you know Scandinavia uh, Germany France whatever so um, all this is now 
uh, something that can be done for anybody quite simply. And that does obviously mean that it is something which can be done and then people can start to manipulate it for um, yourself, potentially in cures. You know, if you've got some particular thing, they could potentially go in and change your actual DNA and give you something which cures you. But more likely is the future thing we were talking about earlier about sort of choosing your babies and designing them. And I think there's quite a lot of ethical worries about this because what people may choose is not necessarily going to be um, what you'd like them to choose in sense, as you said, you know, preventing diseases, but probably it's more they want them to be blonde and blue-eyed or something like that. I just don't understand why would you want... Um, I mean, I get the whole, um, if you have diseases, you can change or manipulate your DNA, but that won't make you the same person. Well, obviously, it starts changing you from the person you are or otherwise would be. And the the ethical issues there is, why would you change someone? Or is it worth changing your whole persona just not to be ill? Well, I think that, obviously, one or two little minor changes like that aren't going to change your personality or the person you are. But clearly, it's a thin end of the wedge type argument, isn't it? That, you know, once you start, you could go on and people say, oh, do you know we could do this and change this and change that? And uh, and so there'd be so many changes built up over perhaps several generations that we would have actually been changing the human race quite drastically, potentially. Yes, and the whole, the another ethical issue is that we become a superhuman race. Um, they call it a superhuman race, so... Um, everyone's perfect and what if someone is not perfect what happens then then they get bullied they get cast aside it basically becomes a whole different there just becomes issues with the whole whole well, idea of obviously that there might be perfect. some people who are particularly well off for example who might fund you know their children and their grandchildren all being superhumans as you say with super high IQs or super strength or something like this I mean right but then again um, super high IQs, that doesn't mean that that doesn't really I don't know Well what about the Olympics for example supposing that obviously you want to decide I want my child to win the Olympic you know, athletes okay, race or something Okay fine, so 50 other people say I want my child to win the Olympics and now everyone's going to win the Olympics Well it, obviously I'm being a bit naive in the sense you know you can't probably change work out which num which things to change to make sure you can run faster or whatever and but i mean it's the sort of principle of this that i think is is very dangerous and people obviously would be worried about um that people would start changing themselves and and their um yeah descendants. because where where would it stop where would it where well, that's would the, the trouble borderline be? it wouldn't be and any... who makes these decisions exactly and why would they make these decisions why not me <laughs> well, and also, of course, at the time, they'll be um, having to increasingly be dealing with the robots who are taking over the world at the time. Yeah, so you have a superhuman race and a super brainy robot. And then how... Mm, there, there are... Okay, so earlier I said that if I could change my child's genetics to be healthy instead of characteristics such as hair colour and eye colour, I said I would. However, I think that if if um, if it leads to that, then I would rather not do it at all. 
It's one of those things about science, though, that, you know, if you've invented something, you can't uninvent it. That's always the argument about things like nuclear bombs. Um, but, I mean, I think that's right. Uh, I was just going to say, the, the robots, actually, of course, are increasingly doing surgery and doing medical procedures, so it might be the robots that decide how to do the genetic changes. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it, personally. This, this is the world you're growing up into, you see. Yes, it all depends on the intentions behind it. If the intentions behind it are good, and if everybody wants to live in a peaceful and a good society, then yes, okay, we're going to do everything together collectively. However, there are people out there who just want, who just want money and who just want um, their own personal satisfaction of creating something and influencing the world and being what they call a ruler of the world and that's not that's where the borderline that's where it has to stop because you can't do things for yourself you have to make sure that it's you know the greater number the greater good for the greater number right um i understand what you're saying but of course this is the problem with everything that you can invent things and they can be used for good and they can be used for evil and the way society controls itself and controls how things are used is is the big issue but this is going into an area which is so um, potentially uh, difficult to manage in any way because there'll always be someone once you can do something people will do it and that's that's the difficulty um and i say it's not a real problem at the moment it hasn't been a problem in the past but it could be a real problem within really quite a short space of time and certainly within your lifetime i'm sure you'll find these sort of issues will keep coming up so um sorry that's the way it goes mm. yes i know i know and there probably is some good in it there probably will be um that I mean, it's okay. Like, you can't stop the world from progressing, and the world should be progressing, but you just have to stop and take a while to think about what we're progressing into and what we're going to leave for our children and our ancestors and our... Not ancestors... Descendants, you mean? Descendants, that's the word. Yes, Yes, indeed. Well, that's it. And of course, we're also polluting the world and heating it up and all the other things as well. So if you want to take a really pessimistic view of the future, um, it's quite easy to see signs that you can pick up and say, oh dear, this is all going horribly wrong. No, but that's where the Bozerup theory comes in and that's when, or the other one, I I never know which one it is, um, where, you know, humans will come up with something... At time of need, humans will come up with an idea or something to to create a better life. Yes, we just say, OK, we've messed this world up, let's go and fly away in our spaceship somewhere else. <sighs> and leave all the others behind. <laughs> leave all the others behind, yes. OK, um, well, with Jerry Halliwell. And you're going to tell me that she's ginger? I'm yes, going to tell you okay. she's ginger, and I think she is. Okay, okay, let's let's move on from the whole redhead discussion. Okay. This whole thing, by the way, started with emojis, and I'm still waiting for this emoji, and I'm going to be so happy when this emoji comes out. It's going to be amazing. I'm afraid it's going to be um, a year or more before they, they bring them out from what I read. Don't rain on my parade. Sorry. Oh. It's not me, it's those people called Apple. Okay, okay. Yes. Um, um, back to our discussion today we are discussing obviously we were discussing redheads and we were discussing um genetics and if genetics genetic modification was to take over the world how would we as a society cope with it do we personally think it's a good call or 
is not a good call. And we would love for you guys to get involved on Twitter at RVGenGap or on Facebook, The Generation Gap. Do let us know. Yes, and it's a very tricky subject. Obviously, we probably could spend hours if we're doing a really serious discussion about this. But I think it's it's something which is one of those things which you can just see that there's a good side, but there's also a potential downside. And it's always one of these things very difficult to balance between it. But being Librans, we can make that judgment ourselves, can't we? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't think it's a necessarily bad thing. I just think people are trying to really help other people sometimes and sometimes it just gets a bit there's a there's a borderline like you have to think about how it's going to affect everyone rather than just one person i think um it's also it reminds me very much of the discussion about genetic modification of plants obviously and food um yes. and to me um some of that seems very sensible thing that you can do you can make um it was originally think wheat they started which they changed it so it could grow in india um where it didn't because of the different climate and so on so they were adjusting the uh the plants so they could grow in different areas which obviously provided more food sounds great however uh, when i read that one of the genetically modified um fruits which had been produced was a tomato which could last for about two weeks um not being refrigerated and basically in a supermarket packet and it's really for the supermarkets wanted something they could put on the shelf and stay there for some days without going bad and having to get rid of it um but the way they did it was to change the genes of the tomato plant and they included one of the genes they put in it was from a crocodile that is the weirdest story I've ever yes, heard. Yes, I know. And I made it, I thought, well, I can understand you modify plants because we've been doing that over many thousands of years by sort of grafting one onto another and growing slight variants of these things. But if you could fiddle around with the genetics and so on, adding a crocodile gene to a tomato plant is obviously not something that's ever going to happen in sort of real life. Um, and it seemed to me a step too far. And that's exactly the same sort of thing that with, it, with, it, with dealing with animals or with humans, you can do some little things which you know exactly they, what they're doing and they're helping out in some way by you know, preventing you getting some disease. Yeah. But you can go way too far very quickly. It's almost like growing a turkey in three weeks, like in a, a, into a full-size turkey. Yes. Or chicken. I don't know which one it is, chicken or a turkey. But it, it takes three weeks to grow chickens to be full-size because they just get injected with all these things and voila. Well, already. I'm not sure that's genetic stuff, but it could be. But, I mean, that's the whole but point. But I yes. mean, like yes, with yes. the food modification sort of discussion. So yeah, so I'm I'm just worried that if if we do say yes to genetics, geni genetic genetically modified babies, what's next, and where does it stop, and who draws the line? I agree. I mean, we have, in this country, we have sort of um, ethics committees that um, meet and discuss all these things and have to propose. It's all done terribly um, sensibly. But around the world, we know there's places where that wouldn't happen and people just do what they want and get away with it. And we can't necessarily hold back the, the tide. So I think it is a worry for the future. It's not something to be keeping uh, sort of sleepless nights about it, I think, but it's something which we'd have to keep an eye on. And over the next 20, 30, 40 years, it's going to be developed quite drastically. Oh dear, we're ending a very pessimistic sort of um, discussion here, haven't we? Yes. Let's think about something happier. Happier, yes. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry if we get a bit depressed on this discussion, but it's one of those things that you can see the downside very easily and without perhaps thinking about the benefits. And I think that obviously we hope people will be sensible in the way these technologies are developed over time. Yeah, and I think everyone shouldn't forget that everyone should have a choice and have a say about what they think. Yes. And, um, and voice their views. Absolutely. But it's one of those things which unfortunately is going to keep turning up in the future and people have to make sensible decisions. We have to rely on common sense. Just remember that everyone is beautiful and everyone is special and everyone is amazing just the way they are. Fantastic. I feel like I should finish on this, but yeah. it, it's not the end. This is not the end, guys. <laughs> <laughs> not the end. Well, it's the end of the programme, pretty much, so we probably ought to be saying goodbye, didn't we? Yes, we should. Um, do listen in next week on Thursday at nine, just as we did today. And do obviously contact us if you like about uh, the programme, what you think. And you can tell us what you think, and uh, you can do it on Twitter and on Facebook, as we said before. And uh, we look forward to that. <laughs>